Welcome to the Freedom Fellowship Church Podcast, located in Canyon, Texas. We hope you are encouraged by this message today. Okay, pull out your Bibles, pull out your device, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Today, we're going to talk about rising above fear. Rising above fear. You know, in recent years, worry, fear, anxiety have increased exponentially. You know, there was a study and it showed from 2008 to 2018 that there was a significant increase, and especially in those uh, 18 to 25, just simply due to the pressures of society. 2020, anybody remember 2020? COVID and global anxiety skyrocketed. 2022, Russia-Ukraine war, and there was a tectonic shift in the entire globe. And then six weeks ago, Hamas invades Israel. And now there is unreal global polarization. I mean, unprecedented global tension, just at a boiling point. Yeah, I said this last week, but uh, I heard a guy say, when you really know what the Bible says about the times we're living in, things aren't falling apart. They're falling into place. But... Our world, it is shifting, and we all feel it. Worry, anxiety, fear, maybe your world. You know, many of you, you know, you may be feeling that very same thing. And maybe for you in your life, it's just a subtle shift. Or maybe you're feeling out-and-out upheaval. I know. I get it. So, anyone worn thin? Anyone worn thin? And what would it be like to rise above? To rise above worry, anxiety, fear. And how in the world do we do it? How in my world do I do it? And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. But we're not just going to talk about it. Because I believe with all my heart that God wants to do a work in us. Now, there are some of us, some of you, that he wants you to walk out of this room different today. Some online who are listening. He wants you to end this service different today. So here's how I want to begin. Can we just release our hearts to God for him to do what he wants to do today? Can we do that? So Lord, we come. And God, we lift our hearts to you. And God, we come and we just pray for your peace. We pray for your perspective. And we pray for your power. God, we pray for these things through your word But even more, we pray for these things through your presence. And we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, so we're going to begin by talking about worry. And uh, that takes us into Matthew 6. Now, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has some things to say about worry. All right, let's read this. Matthew 6, verse 25. Jesus says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. Okay, I want you to picture something. I want you to picture Jesus worrying. (laughs) Can you do it? Picture it. Picture Jesus worrying. I just can't go there. He says, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God, your heavenly Father, clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? 
So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Okay, worry. I come from a family of professional worriers. My grandmother was a card-carrying worrier. I mean, if she didn't have something to worry about, then she would make something up. (laughs) And here Jesus says, don't worry. Now, telling someone to not worry is like telling someone, don't think of an elephant. So, in fact, right now, don't do it. Don't picture an elephant in your mind. Don't do it. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) And Jesus says, don't worry. Okay. And then, even in, in verse 27, he says, can worry add even a single hour to your life? Okay, so we might have a few other professional warriors in the room. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to testify to all the good things that worry has brought you through the years. Can you imagine that? Okay, we're going we're gonna to set up an open mic. We're going to have a line come up, and they're going to come up. Let me tell you what worry has done for me. <laughs> but Jesus has some things to say about worry. And he says, he says, don't worry about your life. And then he lists some things. He lists food, drink, clothing. Now, why does he list those things? Because for his audience, that's where they lived. I mean, they really weren't sure. Food, weren't sure. Water, clean water, drinkable water. Clothing, day to day. A roof over their heads, day to day. That's where they lived. Do you realize how blessed we are? I mean, as we're going into Thanksgiving, do you realize how much we have to be thankful for? Most every one of us in this room, we have never, ever one day had to worry about those basics. Now, a few of you have. A few of you. But even in other nations, even in today's world, for some people around the nations, that's their list also. So here's my question. If Jesus were to look you in the eye, what would be his list for you? If Jesus were to look me in the eye, say, Darren, don't worry about, for you, if he were going to look you in the eye, Jesus, look you in the eye and say, don't worry about, what would that be? See, now it begins to get a little more close to home, doesn't it? But see, here's what Jesus knew about worry. You can't just get rid of worry. I mean, how good does it do to just say, just stop it? No, you have to replace it with something. And Jesus tells us. But it's not a what, it's a who. And he names him three times. He says this in verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. Your heavenly father. Now, he doesn't say the bird's heavenly father, does he? (laughs) No, he says your heavenly father. Your heavenly father feeds them. Verse 30, God, your heavenly father, clothes the grass of the field. 32, your heavenly father knows what you need. Can I tell you, Jesus' answer to your worry? Know your father. Know your father. See, when Jesus came to earth, he uh, brought this incredible, radical thought. The radical thought, Abba, Father. Daddy, Father. 
is that radical to anyone else in the room besides me? I mean, for me, my earthly dad, when I was just this tall, you know, mental, emotional abuse. I mean, the stories I could tell, some of you could tell them too. But then when I grew up to about this tall, he just abandoned altogether, just left, gone. And now I love my dad and he came to know Jesus and he's in heaven today. And I'm so thrilled about that. But that's what I knew of fathering. That's all I knew of fathering. But here Jesus says, your heavenly father, my heavenly father. He says, your Abba. So let me tell you about my Abba. Never one day of my life have I ever uh, had to worry about food, water, clothing, roof over my head. I mean, the basics, not one day. I mean, no need has ever gone unmet for me. I mean, he has always cared for me. And that's true for the physical needs, but it's even more true for the needs of my heart because I had an orphan heart. I mean, what I learned growing up was that I'm on my own. I'm abandoned and I have to fend for myself. But that, that has never been true for me, not even one day of my life. My Abba has always been there for me. Always been there for me. Always come through for me. And again, that's true for the physical needs, but it's more true for right here because that's what a good father does. That's what a good Abba does. And there's never, ever, ever been a time that he hasn't listened to me. When I pour out my stuff and my immaturity or my confusion or my whatever, he's always there. He's always listening to me. And he always responds with compassion and tenderness. That's my Abba. And in the hardest seasons of my life, he's more near. In the hardest seasons of my life, he's more faithful. If, if you can even add to infinite faithfulness. He's my Abba. And I didn't know that at first. I didn't know that. And I especially didn't know how to relate father, son. But he so patiently taught me through the years. And can I tell you something? I know him. I know him. I know him. And so at one point, Jesus, he says to the crowd, he says, you will have little faith. And uh, sometimes we hear that with such a pointedness. But faith in who? Faith in your Abba. Faith in your Father. Because see, my worry reveals the level of my lack of trust in my Abba. Ouch. Sorry. <laughs> But my worry reveals my level of lack of trust in my Abba. And again, you can't just get rid of worry. You know, we've tried that, haven't we? Just sort of get rid of it, void of it. But what happens? The next day you wake up right back into it, don't you? <laughs> and Jesus knows that. You've got, to re you've got to give your heart something better than worry. And Jesus' answer? Know your Father. Know your Father. Know Him. And know how you can trust Him. Okay, then Jesus continues and He says this, verse 33. 
He says, but seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. All these things will be given to you. And that therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Okay, so Jesus says this. According to Jesus, today has trouble. Tomorrow is going to have trouble. Is that encouraging? (laughs) But he already tells us, he says, but don't worry about tomorrow. Now, why can Jesus say that with such confidence? Because your heavenly father already lives in your tomorrow. He is the God who was, is, is to come. Your Abba is already waiting for you in your tomorrow. So, what would Jesus' list be for you? If he were to look you in the eye and say, don't worry about this, I want you to bring it to mind. Can we just take a moment and can we just release it to him? Can we do that? So, Picture that thing of worry. And God, we come. And we lay these things at your feet. We release worry into your hands. God, we give everyone to you. We give everything to you. And we trust you. We thank you, God, that you are our heavenly father you're my Abba you're my Abba I don't know how in the world I got so privileged to be your son God the ladies your daughters that you saw from your glorious throne in heaven and you wanted so much to adopt us but we're yours When we know that and we know what kind of Abba you are, worry has no place. No place, no place, no place. Thank you for being our Abba. Thank you for being our Heavenly Father. Amen. Anybody need that? (laughs) Okay. What about fear? You want to talk about fear? Let's talk about fear. And for that, we are going to go to Psalm 46. I love this psalm. It's my favorite today. (laughs) In Psalm 46, and it begins this way. Um, It says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. So repeat after me. Say, oh God, you are my refuge. You are my strength. You are ever-present. You are my help. Does that build faith in anybody? Okay, but then, uh, I don't like this. The psalmist uses this word, the same word Jesus used, the word trouble. I don't like that word trouble. I don't like it at all. But then in verse 2, the psalmist says this. He says, uh, therefore, we will not fear in the midst of trouble. But I want you to listen (laughs) to how he describes trouble. He says this. He says, we will not fear, though the earth give way, 
the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, and though its waters roar and foam and mountains quake with their surging. Oh my goodness, what a picture. That is out and out upheaval. Could you imagine if all the mountains in West Texas begin to do that? Or wait a minute, maybe they already have. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my, oh my. I mean, this is absolute upheaval. Now, for some of you, that's exactly what your life feels like right now. I get it. I get it. I've been there. But for every single one of us, this is a picture of present day, is it not? The answer is yes. Okay, there you go. Thank you. But I want us to declare with the psalmist. Are you ready? Repeat after me. We will not fear. Okay, so my question to you. What do you fear? And for some, maybe it's in our world. Maybe the wars, the economy, the instability of present times, or the uncertainty of the future. Because I don't think stability is coming back. (laughs) Do you? And for some of you, maybe it's just personal. Maybe it's your world. You know, I got an email from uh, one of our our own brothers here in this church this week uh, about his job that he may be transitioned out after working for many years. There was a conversation in one of the small groups, and uh, I thought this was enlightening. He said, you know, would we have the boldness to wear a We Stand With Israel t-shirt, even here in West Texas? I mean, when we look at the the vicious anti-Semitism going on all around the globe, I mean, what might happen even right here in West Texas? For some... Fear may be related to health issues, so legitimate. Maybe your own or maybe someone that you love so very dearly. For some, maybe the fear is connected to relational turmoil. Someone you're close to or should be. And there's just this tension, this friction. Or maybe it's just the uncertainty of your own future. I mean, the thing several years ago was write out your five-year plan. I'm not even sure we could do a one-year plan anymore. (laughs) The way that the world is changing. And so, for you, what is it? Bring it to mind. What, What is your fear? Bring it to mind right now, okay? Bring it to mind. And now I want you to declare into this fear... I want you to repeat after me. Say, oh God. Oh, come on. We need more fire than that. Oh God, you are my refuge. You are my strength. You are ever present. You are my help. Let's do it again. Oh God, you are my refuge. You are my strength. You are ever present. You are my help. Okay, Jesus' answer to worry, know your Father. His answer to fear, know your God. And know who He is and who He will be to you. Faith in who He is and who He will be to you. You realize you can't have both faith and fear. They cannot coexist. And if you hold on to fear, you're going to have a hard, hard, hard time with faith. But the moment you choose faith, you will rise above fear. Faith, knowing who he is and who he will be to you. 
Okay. And the other thing is when you choose faith, upheaval doesn't matter anymore. Because upheaval is down here. But God is your refuge. God is your strength. God is ever-present. And God is your help. Is that good? Okay. So that's in verses uh, 1, 2, 3. Now I want to go to verse 4 because there's this contrast. And I want us to see the contrast. Verse 2, this incredible upheaval in every way. But verse 4... There is a river, a river. Now, the oceans are in turmoil, but there's this river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where most high dwells. I want you to drink that in a moment. I mean, what a picture. It says, God is within her. She will not fall. She cannot fall. And God will help her at break of day. Now, see, this is not an after reality, after upheaval societies. No, this is God's right now ongoing eternal reality. Now, you will center your heart in one reality or another either upheaval or God's absolute, unshakable, eternal stability. Which one do you want? And then it says, verse 6, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. Is that present day? He lifts his voice and the earth melts. All God has to do is speak. Do you realize how infinitely secure you are? Even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of upheaval, so secure. Now, either we will allow faith to remind us of that or fear to rob us of that. And then there's verse 7. And let's, let's just go ahead and declare verse 7 together. So repeat after me. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Oh, I love this name, Lord Almighty. Who is our God? I mean, we talked about this name. God of heaven's armies. This is the same name David used to defeat Goliath. This is the one who is with you. This is the one who is your fortress. And so let's just say it again. Repeat after me. Say, the Lord Almighty, the God of heaven's armies, is with me. The God of Jacob is my fortress. Can I tell you how to overcome fear? Know your God. Know your God. Know this one who is, uh, who is with you. And know this God who is your fortress. The one in whom you can center your very soul, your very heart, your mind, your emotions, your thoughts. You can center yourself in his presence. And that presence becomes your fortress. Know your God. And then the psalmist says this, 
verse 8. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. There is no battle he cannot end, no storm he cannot still. And he breaks the bow and he shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. There is no enemy he cannot defeat. He simply speaks and the enemy stilled. But then he speaks one more time, and this time to your heart. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Now listen. Stillness and fear cannot coexist. You can't have both. And there comes a time that I have to preach stillness to my heart. There comes a time that I've got to take authority over fear. And I have to say, fear no more. And yes, I'm not saying there's not trouble. Because yeah, trouble is happening. And sometimes even upheaval is happening. But I have to to speak, take authority, even in the midst of the upheaval, and say, fear no more. And then I have to preach to my soul, speak to my soul, and say to my own soul, be still, know your God, know who he is, and know what he, who he will be to you. And say to God, say, God, you are my refuge. God, I am so secure in you. God, you are my strength. God, you infuse me. God, you are ever present. You are with me no matter what. And God, you are my help. I know that I know that I know that I know that you will come through for me. I have absolute confident faith in who you will be to me. And the time comes when you take authority and you say, fear no more. And you preach to your soul and you say, be still. Know your God. Be still. Know your God. Know who he is and know who he will be to you. See, knowing your God is all the power you need to rise above fear. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Check us out on social media or to learn more, you can visit freedomcanyon.com.